Let Jesus impact your life. Today we want to talk about what are those new realities that we have gained or can gain if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in Christ. John 17, 20. Um, Jesus praying here. I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their word. That's us, those who weren't there, but now heard the word and believe in him. May they all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. So Jesus is touching here on the subject of being in him. He is in us. We are in him. And we want to see what are those new realities that are coming if we are in Christ, if we are in him. 2 Corinthians 5, uh, verse 17 is touching on this new reality. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. So we are a new creation. You might not feel that way, but Christ sees us as a new creation. And the old has, from his perspective, passed away. So if you feel you still have an old life and old sins and old curses or whatever might be out there, they are cut off from Christ's perspective. He sees you as a new creation. Go with me to Romans 8, 9. Romans 8, verse 9. Here Paul uh, writes to believers, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. We that have accepted Christ have that Spirit of Christ, and uh, we are in him. First 10 reads, Now if Christ is in you, Christ is in us. Take this literally. Christ is in us. The body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. So we have life because Christ is in us. His Spirit is on us. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through his Spirit who lives in you. So how this is practically done is the Spirit lives in us. As we accepted Christ, as we became a new birth, as we got born again, uh, the Spirit of God started to inhabit our mortal bodies. And we inherited life, eternal life. 
Romans 6, 23. We're going to cover a lot of scripture today, but it is important that we realize what is the new reality we are living in. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we got to accept Christ Jesus as our Lord. And that way we will be in Christ. We will be in those new realities. Go back to Romans 6, 11. Paul is writing here, So you too consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So here again, we are alive in Christ Jesus. And it's not alive in God. It's not alive in some esoteric force, form or an esoteric uh, illusion. It is in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is the cornerstone. Christ Jesus is also that dividing line, uh, as not everybody accepts, unfortunately, Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But in Christ, all those things are unlocked and are available. If you go to Romans 8, 1, Romans 8, 1, here it's written, Therefore there is no condemnation for those, again, in Christ Jesus. So no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. So you crossed over into a new system, into a new belief. You are now under a law of life spirit of life in Christ Jesus and you are set free and there's no more condemnation. Go to Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. Here it's written, I have been crucified with Christ. Again, Paul is speaking here as a believer. He has been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, he meant here, the old self, the own will, the old um, soul or the old spirit. But Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So this is the key, again, how... Uh, this is obtained, the life by faith in him. We still have the same body, but we have a new spirit. And we have a new connection to God, or we have a new unity in God uh, through Christ Jesus. Let's go to Ephesians, that has also a lot of scriptures around being in Christ, being in Him, having the Holy Spirit living in us. Ephesians 2, verse 6. He also raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavens in Christ Jesus. We are seated with Him in the heavens in Christ Jesus. So if you accept Christ, 
regardless if you feel it or not, you're seated with him in Christ Jesus right now here as you're still living on the earth, which means you are having this connection, you're having access, you are one, uh, you are part of that body. Um, the Lord Jesus is the head and we have other functions in that body to fulfill here on earth. But we are already seated in heaven with him. And with that also we have given authority in him, in the name of Jesus. That's a whole other subject, but as you are seated in him, we have given authority. Keep reading here, verse 7, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us, again, in Christ Jesus. The whole glory and grace all is in Christ Jesus. Verse 8 reads, for you are saved by grace through faith. So it's not our doing, it's by grace and we respond with faith. And this is not from yourself, it is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. I just want to mention this one more time here. Uh, this is by grace. And yes, we respond by faith. Go to Second Corinthians um, one twenty. Here it reads, again, this is a letter to the Christians. For everyone of God's promises is yes. Just yes? No. Yes in him. Again, in him, in Christ Jesus. So God's promises become real in Christ Jesus. Therefore, through him, we also say amen to the glory of God. Can you say amen to the glory of God? Can you say amen to receiving Christ Jesus, to live in those realities. And then God's promises will be yes in him. And they will be amen. Verse 21 reads, Now it is God who strengthens us together with you in Christ and has anointed us. So in Christ comes strength. In Christ comes anointing. He has also put his seal on us, verse 22, and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a down payment. So the Spirit is given in our heart as we accepted him. And this is a down payment. If you have... Uh, by chance still any doubts where you're going if you're making it uh, if if you're good enough for god or things like that the devil always tries to throw those thoughts into you read with me second corinthians 5 21 5 21 he made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him we might, what, become the righteousness of God. Think about that. He transferred us in a completely new status. So it has nothing to do with our works, what we feel, where we come from, who we are, what our parents did or didn't do to us, what we did in the past. Nothing matters. We are in a new reality, if 
we accept Christ and we are in him, we might become the righteousness of God. And there are not different levels of righteousness. In him, we are righteous. It's a status. And all Christians have the same status. They are righteous. All the ones that have not accepted Christ, they will not be called righteous of God. And that's a sad fact. But we, praise God, have accepted Christ. And we are called right here the righteousness of God. Go into Ephesians 1.11. Ephesians 1.11. Here again, a letter of Paul written to Christians. In him, again, in him we have also received an inheritance because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will. Just a quick comment on this predestination. Everyone is predestination to accept, to accept Christ. Unfortunately, not everyone does. But as we do, we have received an inheritance. And if you keep reading in verse 12, so that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory. Verse 13 reads, in him you also were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed. So when we believed, we were sealed. We changed into that status. We came into those new realities. And it's not something we keep working on. Yes, we do good works. Yes, we respond to God's direction. Yes, we want to please the Lord. And yes, we want to fulfill the things he has for us. But this has nothing to do with our righteousness, has nothing to do with eternal life. Because here it's written, when we believed, we were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. He started to live in us and will not leave us. He will be with us. Nobody will snatch us out of his hand. Ephesians 1.14 reads, The Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance. Here again, inheritance. The Holy Spirit who lives in us is that down payment. Until the redemption of the possession to praise of his glory. Um, Ephesians 2.21 I'm wrapping this up soon, but I want to read a few more scripture on Ephesians 2, 21. Here it's talking about God's building. This is not the church building. This is a spiritual building. This is about heaven. In him, the whole building being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Now, how does it grow? In him you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the Spirit. So, we are God's dwelling in the Spirit. And in him, in Jesus, um, this spiritual building will grow. So, we have a function. We have a role. And uh, we are part of this spiritual building. Also in Ephesians, in another section, he um, mentions this uh, type of a body. So we are part of 
Christ's body. Here it's talking about uh, the building. Let's roll back real quick to Ephesians 2.18 down to um, 20. And with that we will conclude. For through him, Ephesians 2.18, for through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. We have access to the Father. We can approach the Father in Jesus Christ. So then you are no longer foreigner or strangers. So we are not foreign to godly things. We are no strangers from God's perspective. But what are we? Fellow citizens with the saints. Where are we citizens? Of heaven. And we are members of God's household. Think about that. We are members of God's household. What a beautiful picture this is. We are in him, in Christ, member, members of God's household. So we have a role in God's household. He has plans for us to fulfill Maybe in heaven, but right now, here on earth. So get ready for plans to fulfill here in God's household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. So here it's talking about this picture again of Christ being the cornerstone. And in him we are part of this building part of this spiritual building and we are part we have access we have a new citizenship in heaven if you have issues um, accepting this write down those scriptures read them every morning and every evening before you fall asleep read them until they become realities murmur them write them down on your fridge or on a sheet of paper you take with you until you accept the fact that you are a member of god's household how blessed are we if you want to know more check us out this www.impact.host thanks for listening